Radio. I think I did it. I think I got us on air, Cliff. You got it. Nailed it. Did it. Wow. Y'all, thanks for tuning in to the Larcher and Lawrence in Sports Show. Uh, we are a Chicago-based podcast here. Broadcasting from Lakeview in Chicago, Illinois. My partner, his name is Al Larcher. He's not here in studio. He's going to be calling in shortly to join us to talk a little bit about Bears. But in studio with me right now is none other than Cliff Hagerman of uh, Budan Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, Do I say it right? Do I say it right? You say it wrong every time. Bowden. Budan. Budan. Yeah. Yeah, Budan. Same thing. Okay. Depends on uh, how far north you are. Yeah, that's fine. Cliff Hagerman of Budan Jiu-Jitsu. Thanks for having me. Guys. At Budan Jiu on Facebook. And then calling in uh, at the top of the hour for the live show, uh, that'll be at about 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Cole Miller will be joining us here about, about 20 minutes away. He's calling us. Yeah, uh, he says he is. Calling He's us from somewhere on the planet. Uh, Boca Raton, I think. Is he, is he in Florida? Is he home? Yeah. Okay, cool. So he's going to be joining us, MMA fighter. He's going to be talking about his upcoming fight on July 19th. With Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. McGoober? What did he... What, what, what Colin McGoober. Is that what he called him? McGoober. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Larcher Lords and Sports Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. At Larcher Lawrence and on Twitter. Al and I haven't quite figured that out yet. But uh, I know the local crowd tonight is watching the Blackhawks game. I, I get it. I understand. It's game two of the Western Conference Finals. For those of you listening... Listening to us on the podcast, you already know the outcome of that of that their game here locally. Chicago Blackhawks, LA Kings. Hawks are up one nothing going into the night. the The game's showing up as one nothing on my books right now as well. Oh, it is. It's one nothing Blackhawks as of right now. Is that what you see over there on the television cliff? That's what I'm looking at. All right. I we'll just take. noticed something. They're up one nothing in the series and now one nothing tonight. Where is Larcher? Uh, Larcher, uh, under the weather tonight. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren was checking our he level. I wasn't here. I know I've been here for a little bit, but I just noticed. You just tonight. figured it out. He's going to be calling in any moment from home. He better be. Uh, no, he is. Uh, <laughs> it's good to have you in studio, my man. Good to be back. It's been too long. Yeah, it has. It's been a minute. Uh, I think last time, Cole called in a couple months back, and, and you couldn't make it. You were uh, teaching. Yeah. Up at the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are going well at Budan. Got it. Nailed it. Look at that. I'm so giving it a big effort. Yeah. So proud of you. Thank yeah, you, things man. are going well, man. Um, you know, I, uh, I like what we're doing. We're kind of creating our own identity up there. We're making sure that we focus on uh, the origin of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is self-defense, you know? So while we teach uh, the sport aspect and the... And the okay competitive aspect like our number one is always going to be self-defense you know yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that's good. yeah we we definitely have our own identity over there and it's going really well so we're excited about it that's cool i how long's it been how long have you been running um october show? man october yeah uh, not not long at all um end of october i think or beginning of november but uh um like i said it's been the slow build but uh i think we're doing a really good job uh at um at uh enforcing quality man we're not trying to okay. like we're not trying to be another McDojo. You know okay. what I mean? Right, 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 right. You're not... Teach the real stuff. You're not just bringing, bringing them... You're not funneling them through. You're, nah, you're teaching man. some real skill. We're trying. It's, that's good, man. And, and you're in Evanston. Yeah. Uh, you, you seeing much of the college crowd up there? Are, are you getting some students in or... Yeah, yeah, we are. Actually, uh, honestly, we haven't really... Uh, we, haven't, we, we, we haven't done any type of marketing, but, uh, um, you know, Loyola's right there, Northwestern's okay. right there, so we're definitely seeing some of the... Some of the traffic from that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and how many how many nights a week do you have classes? How do how do I sign up? Who do I who do I contact? We're there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mm-hmm. evenings, Saturday mm-hmm. afternoons, and uh, you know we're uh, we're teaching out of this great facility, uh, Fonseca Martial Arts up in Evanston. Okay. And um, John Fonseca, the guy that runs it, three time Olympic athlete of the year, also a purple wow. belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but um, you know a world champion karate competitor, and uh, he's awesome. He's really good. So. We got um we definitely have a good stable over there and uh, you guys can just look up uh, FonsecaMartialArts.com and check out the schedule. You know that's great to hear, man. Yeah. Again, in, here talking with me right now, I, I'm Clark Lawrence of the Larger Lawrence Sports Show. This is Cliff Hagerman. He's in 
from Budan Jiu-Jitsu. See, it's rolling off the tongue now. You got it, man. Getting there. It's working out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're doing great things teaching teaching the, the sport, teaching the, the fitness. Teaching. Yeah, you know, I, I just want to continue the legacy, man. Yeah. That, that's what it's about for me. I want to make sure that, uh, that we're, we're doing a um, – we're we're doing a service to to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as a martial art and kind of carrying the flame that that the uh, that the old school guys lit, you know. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, the old school guys like um, Ken Shamrock. Mm, Am I yeah. getting there? Yeah. How no, he, he's old school. Right. Um, we're gonna. I mean, a little bit older, you know. We're talking about Helio Gracie, you know. Like back in those days, those yeah. guys were in fight shape a hundred percent of the time. You know, there were uh, dojo challenges like. Yeah. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Helio tested it on the street to Rio de Janeiro, you know? So it was like, it wasn't like, oh, we have a contract. Guess what? You know, in three months, we're going to fight. You get in shape, I'll get in shape. It was like, guys are going to show up at the door. You better be ready to fight. Okay. And uh, that was, man, that was the world that they lived in, you know? And um, I think in a lot of ways, uh, martial arts is the lost sight of that, you know? And I want to make sure that we're, we're holding true to that. All right, man. So... Cliff, it's great to have you here. As I said earlier, Cole Miller is going to be joining us here shortly in about 15 minutes. Well, did that seem like I was blowing you off? Like, Cliff, good <laughs> no, to have you here, but no, Cole no, Miller no, is going to be here. No, I just wasn't expecting to, uh, to, to, any, to give some shameless plugs about the school. Oh, I appreciate but, that. Yeah, of course, man. I, I want to bring it up because, because I really I enjoy shameless, what you're doing. So, I know you weren't planning on it. It's no, cool. Man, I, I uh, it. Maybe turn that mic a little bit towards you more. It's facing me. I don't know why. Is that yeah. bugging you? Not, what? No, it's, it's about you're using the Great Al Archer's microphone tonight. It's uh, covered in, in American, oh, I'm American in colored uh, lei, like a Hawaiian style lei there. I'm going to have to go to the other side, I think. I don't, I don't the know. Table. The, the headphones, that, that microphone's off. The other microphone's off. All you're right. Stick with All right. I'll stick with what I'm uh, doing. We're here in the Larcher and Lawrence Studios here in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, on the phone, uh, he's, he can't be in studio due to uh, the suspension. But uh, here he is, my partner, uh, Big Al Larcher. How you doing, Al? I'm good, Clark. Well, that works. Actually, actually, I have a cold. I know. You, that's what you mentioned. You have a cold. The car's broken down. It seems like everything. Every mode of transportation is a little under the weather here. I, I, I get the cold, and then I, all of a sudden my car starts overheating. I take it to the damn mechanic, and next thing you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, most $600. He's telling me a thousand dollars. I feel like I'm getting ripped off, but who the hell knows anymore? So, you know, this, this guy here wants to get a Yeah. Well, huh? does he, does he promise you that there are there going to be results for this grand? I hope so. You, I have faith in you, my friend. Uh, what, what are you doing right now? Paint us a picture of you. Uh, you in the uh, Larcher Lawrence and Studios North. I'm eating macaroni and cheese and uh, barbecue chicken. Yeah. And, uh, good though, you know, a nice yeah. six hundred dollars shirt on opened, like unbuttoned right now. Is that what you see? That's what I see when he says uh, I'm eating macaroni and cheese yeah. and barbecue chicken. Like oh, yeah. that's how I imagine it on a on like a lawn chair outside with a plain. I actually pink have a open. I have a grape Kool Aid stained white T-shirt on right now. Yes, even better. Okay, even better. That's, I, that's, that's acceptable. That better. Al, I wanted you to call in so we could talk a little bit. You couldn't be in studio. About and... Ken Shamrock, I know. I heard you guys talking all about it. I you met see, this I... Ken at, at WrestleMania 13. I saw him at the hotel. I saw him. I went up to him. I said, hey, you know, you're not a wrestler, but how you doing, Ken? He shook my hand. People say I have a soft handshake. That man had the softest handshake I've ever had in my life. It was downright bizarre, and I'll never uh, support Ken Shamrock really? again. Al Larcher yeah. has the softest handshake I've ever shown. Um, I, he has I'll baby hands. And he just said that about Ken Shamrock. Al, you have baby hands. Can you can you acknowledge that? <laughs> I do have baby hands, yes. It's true, you do. Just, um, the next time you see him, ask him to give you the <laughs> thumbs down. I that, had no idea. <laughs> but Ken Shamrock does a great job of staying in the media. Like, he's, um, seems like... You know, every third time I I pick up the MMA news websites, he's always on there. You know, he's a professional bodyguard now. Oh yeah, that's what he's up to for like fifty cent or something like that. I don't know. I, I think you're it's you're probably not. Caught, wait a minute. That's the only rapper. All he cost is fifty cents. Huh? No, 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 no. He costs more than that. He might be the bodyguard, perhaps for fifty cent. He might but... not be. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> he, he either is or isn't. We've got <laughs> right. We broke. But he down. is a bodyguard. He is a professional bodyguard. I do know that, and um, I also know that he was just in the news 
today or yesterday um, on the uh, the underground MMA.tv uh, talking about like he and Dana White had talked on the phone and I guess they had problems and they've squashed it now. They've had problems for years, and which is funny because he's in the UFC Hall of Fame. But I guess uh, they finally squashed their problems and are trying to move on for the greater good of the sport of mixed martial arts. Uh, because can he does he still have uh, some marketing? Uh, power like is there still some uh, some marketing to be used out of Ken Shamrock there? What what do you think? I I think he's always going to hold like a, a bit of a feeling of nostalgia for yeah. the old school fans, you know. Well, and then you also have the wrestling fan, the, the yeah. crossover fan, which I mean you had with a guy like Lesnar, sure. Um, and then there's always the UFC guy who goes that way. Besides him, like you have your a- Abbott Tank Abbott from back in the day. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you know what? I think um, you know I think the the people watching MMA, the like, we're moving away from that. Like now, you see the MMA fans; they're more into the Ultimate Fighter, and they've, you know, they're 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 kind of a younger generation of fans, and they might not even know Ken Shamrock, you know. Yeah. But obviously, he still has some marketability. You know, I just said like he's in he's in the news. Like seems like every other week, you know, and he hasn't had a fight in God knows how many years. So. Uh, it has been. Hey, An article from the great website TMZ on January 9th of this year. Uh, the the title is UFC legend Ken Shamrock. I am a bodyguard now for Fifty Cent. Yeah. So we okay. It. So Fifty Cent was, was accurate. Yep. 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 Oh, so uh, he does cost Fifty Cent. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You, you see, give him a call. I'll see if he can help you out. Maybe he can. Maybe he can give you a ride to work tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am going to give you a ride to work tomorrow. Uh, what what time do you go to work? I go to work at 8.30. Well, I, I got to be there at 8.30. So I you know, he himself, but Ken Shamrock is like the world's most dangerous man. I don't know that I would want the most dangerous man in the world protecting me. I would want like the world's safest man. Or maybe he's a good driver. <laughs> as well. could be. He could be your UberX driver. That's what I was going to say, Al. If you needed a ride tomorrow, these <laughs> websites are available everywhere like UberX. <laughs> We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Al Archer, I wanted you to call in because uh, there was some Bears news this week. We'll, we'll we'll cover that real quick. Cole Miller's calling in a little bit. We're going to go back to some UFC stuff as well. But uh, Brandon Marshall on on a wonderful uh, nationally televised show known as The View announced that he uh, he is signing a three year extension with our Chicago Bears. Your thoughts, my friend? I'm excited. Uh, listen, this is another example of Phil Emery doing what we want him to do. Uh, I mean, he sees things as the rest of the world sees things. He sees things through the eyes of a Bears fan and a Bears fan who gets things done. You know, a lot of guys say, you know, fans all the time want things, but it's very few guys who can get those wants into actual answers. And that, this guy pulls it off, man. I mean, wow. Holy cow. Yeah, dude. I I understand. I, I think it's great. I I want to tell you this. You know how there's the money guy. I I haven't. I need to look up his name if I'm going to bring it up on a podcast. Like you have Phil, Phil Emery, Stein or Kevin Stein, something ben, Stein. Ben Stein win his money, right? No, it's like the Bears, that. But the Bears got Stein. A Stein working for him. Yeah, th- that was the name. But he's brilliant. I mean, he was able to sign Cliff, every. It's Cliff Stein. There, is no it Cliff? joke. It's Cliff Stein. That's what of it is. Of course it is. Cliff Stein. Why wouldn't it be? I. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Uh, he, he does great work. We were able to sign the entire draft class before most people even signed a guy, it seemed like. Uh, and now yeah. this contract's being redone. We all saw the magic that he worked with Jay Cutler's contract so they could go out and sign, um, uh, what's his name, from uh, Minnesota, Jared Allen. Right. It, pieces are coming together with this team, and, they, and it just keeps happening. Uh, Dude, I am feeling it right now. I mean, the, everything, adrenaline is pumping. Things are going to happen. This is an amazing year to be a Bears fan, and it just keeps getting better every week. And so, good. Good, we're on The View. Oh, yeah, we're on The View. Uh, Marshall made face there, given a million dollars to mental health awareness. That is amazing. I know that, you know, he's been out there wearing the wrong color shoes, and people gave him flack for that because, hey, why, why do you have to do that's bringing attention to you, not necessarily the disease. Well, I'll tell you what, it did bring attention to the disease. And then this one here, I mean, a million dollars and being on The View certainly brings more attention to mental health awareness. And that's solid. It's awesome. I, I enjoy what he's doing. And I'm happy to see that he and Elshon Jeffrey are going to be on each side of that ball for a few more years with Jake Cutler throwing the ball to him. Yep, it's a good thing. It's a good combination. I do. Let me ask you this, sir. 
I do wonder, uh, Elsha and Jeffrey, come time, are, are they making sure there's going to be enough money for him? Or what if he develops into that superstar that they just won't be able to hold on to him? I, I reference uh, Michael Irvin and, uh, and the other receiver, Alvin Harper, from oh. back in the day, who ended so up you think you, Tampa. You think the mega powers might explode on this one? You think that's what's going down? You never know. I'm I'm looking a few years ahead, but as I told you, I think we're Super Bowl contenders right now. Call me crazy, but I, I think they're going to be out. No, I don't think you're crazy. I mean, you're a couple other things I could think of, but crazy is not one of them. I'm more uh-huh. crazy, and I think it's going to happen. Well, a couple other things. You feel free to bring them up here on this format, or if you want to, maybe in private. Either way, whatever, whatever you got. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> Al, how you doing, sir? I'm fucking sick, man. I'm sitting here. I got fucking thermometers, and I got a balloon on my head with ice in it or hot water. I don't know. One of those things. Is that on top of or under your tinfoil hat? It's under it. All right. Uh, well, no, my friend, no. I just want to say thank you for, for taking the time out of out of your, your heart and your kindness, even in your... You're ill state right now. Thank you so much for calling into our show. Well, it's it's been a pleasure. And, um, you know, next week I'll be back and um, we'll have more magic. Well, I, that's all that we get every week. Hey, there were We got a new audience from last week, that Ellie Bockler show. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Definitely. We had on last week, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Ellie on. That thing went kind of crazy anyway. Yeah. L. Archer. The first female guest ever. Rest up. I suggest a little whiskey or bourbon to, to knock out a cold. With the flu, bourbon's not a good idea. But Dr. Dr. Lawrenson here tells you, try some bourbon, try some whiskey. You'll be all right. All right. I'll do that. I'm sorry I all can't right. be there, I guess. I miss you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. All right. It's a great outlook. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. That, that's his thing. Uh, he's a fine American. He's a true American. He is a true American. That man is a character. I'll tell you that much. He is a character. Al, Al, Al Larcher of the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show. Hey, Cliff, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, UFC 173 coming up here in a couple weeks. Yes. Uh, you, we were chatting a little bit pre-show about it. How do you, how do you, how do you see the main event going down? Um, you know, Hinnan Burrell is like... Oh man, um, he's got it rough. He's not a really marketable guy. Uh, people aren't buying pay per views because of him. Really? Is that what's going on? Like, yeah, he, but he's, he's vicious. But man. He, he doesn't lose. No, he doesn't lose. He doesn't, the he only loss on the record, as you showed me, was his first fight ever. He's thirty four and one. Yeah, he's thirty four and one. Won no contest. I think the guy is, um, and he's not winning decisions. He's he's finishing people. Yeah, but um, I think that's a problem the UFC runs into with the with the lower weight classes. I think they have a hard time selling uh, the personalities, maybe um, in comparison to the to the heavier guys, you know. Okay. But uh, but no, man, um, Hennem Burrell, uh, he's not losing this weekend. He hasn't lost since when did I say '06 or something like that? It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, that was. It's been a long, long time. I don't see him losing on Saturday, man. TJ Dillashaw is coming in. He's got um what's his story there? Uh he he's was ten on, and two. Yeah, he was on one of the seasons of the Ultimate Fighter. He's okay. primarily primarily. I don't a like anyone from the Ultimate Fighter, to be honest. I don't either. Yeah, um good. you know I, so I, would, I would prefer to see guys work their way up. You <laughs> yeah, know? Damn right. <laughs> Sorry, Cole. What? Um what? But uh no, I'm playing. Um I think uh he's coming in primarily as a wrestler, but he's had some success with his uh boxing and with his kickboxing and I think that's going to be his detriment. He's going to come in confident in his hands against a specialist like Hinnan Burrell, and I don't think that's going to bode too well for him. And, you know, Hinnan is no slouch on the ground either. I think he's um, he's out of uh, um, Jose Aldo's camp, uh, Novo Nyao, and I th- I'm pretty sure he's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu also. So it's not like he is unfamiliar with uh, with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or grappling. Um, I think T.J. TJ Dillashaw is in for a really rough night, man. And uh, I see an early finish. To be okay. Honest. Yeah. Early, finish. Er, early like first round. First, second round. Second. 
second yeah. round for sure. Like give him a little bit of time to find his range, and I think it'll be done. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, and that that's the fight. Uh, May twenty fourth. It's coming up here. Yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah, this weekend. UFC one seventy three. Uh, I I noticed that uh, Henderson's fighting. Yeah, he and, uh, he's fighting light heavyweight again. And uh, what's what are we looking at there? We're looking at him versus uh, Daniel Cormier. Oh yeah. And uh, a lot of people are saying Daniel Cormier is going to be the next light heavyweight champ. If anybody stands a chance of beating John Jones, really, this is going to be the guy. Okay. He's an Olympian. He's a phenomenal wrestler. Um, I believe he's, he, yeah, he's undefeated. I think you have his record pulled okay, up in front of you there. I got you in a, in a second here. Um, uh, but, I mean, Henderson's been around for a minute. Yeah, so. and that's the thing. Um, actually, I read an article the other day that was saying um, Cormier came out and said, hey, to be honest, I wasn't thrilled about finding out they wanted me to fight Dan Henderson because that was one of his idols, you know, because Dan Henderson obviously oh, okay. has the American wrestling background as well. Okay. Um, I don't think anybody should be excited about fighting Dan Henderson because he's such a dangerous fight for anybody. Always, right? You know, yeah. That's one um, thing that I've always heard. He, he, has, he is the epitome of the one-punch knockout power. And um, it's, yeah. you know, you can be more technical than him all day, but he still has that chance of landing what they call the H-bomb. Um is, is that Henderson's? Yeah, throw? yeah, it's an overhand right, and if it lands, yeah. you know, you're done. Of course. So, um, okay, but uh, call yeah. it whatever. I mean, it, it it's a powerful fucking punch. Yeah, It'll yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, he um. So I don't know. I think um, um, Cormier obviously is coming up less experienced, but um, also younger. You know, maybe a little bit more hungry than Dan. Um, Dan's been around a long time. I've been watching him fight since. Oh geez, I don't want to misquote myself, but I, I I've been watching him fight since you know um, 2000 or 99. I mean, long time. Oh yeah, yeah, he's been around a long time, and um, so I think you know he's on the twilight of his career, and Cormier's on on the up and up, which is one of the things that I hate seeing about MMA is you know it's a it's a short game for anybody who's in it. It's a yeah. it, you know it's a short career. It's an opportunity you know um, while you have it, but you see a lot of the guys, um, a lot of the greats, they, they fight past their prime, which is okay. I'm not, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, not but at all. But they'll fight up-and-comers. You know, you got, um, you know, John Jones. Yeah, John Jones beat Shogun, who, uh, you know what I mean? Um, he beat Vitor Belfort. Right. Who, I mean, he's kind of on an upswing now. But, um, you know, you have these guys that are on the twilight of their career, and the young up-and-comers are hungrier, and they're beating them, and they're making names beating them. But it's not the same thing as if they, as if they fought them and beat them in their prime. Okay, it's just it just yeah. isn't. You know what but, I mean? But um, that's why guys will still be there to do it. Yeah, Cormier, he, he's not a spring chicken at all. I mean, he's thirty five. No, he's this, not, and, and he's he's got 14, 14 fights under his belt with fourteen wins. Yeah, and I uh, think he's a knockout guy. He's yeah, got eight of those, and he's got a five by decision from, uh, I, from what I see here. Yeah, I think um, also one submission. Uh, he is, I think he he an was an Olympic sil- freestyle silver medalist in the Olympics NCAA or Division One. He, um, uh, he never or no, I don't know if he medaled in the Olympics or not. I know he's uh, he's a phenomenal wrestler, and one of the quotes that I really like about him, um, or one of the things that I really like that he said, well, was, he didn't compete uh, due to kidney. Oh, failure. that's right, that's right. Yeah, kidney yeah, yeah. Failure. He had a problem. Yeah. He had a problem um, dropping weight. I okay, think. okay. I. He uh, and then um, something silly he was in, and I remember it for a minute. Uh, real pro wrestling, like they, they tried really? to they tried to make college like you know. Real, oh, what they I do remember that. Wrestling, but yeah, it's sure. What, yeah, that didn't take off. I thought it was pretty cool. It, it didn't move. But it, it, it um, didn't move. I, I think I think you need to add some punching into it. Yeah, things like yeah. That. The, the 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 casual fan does not like watching grappling matches. You know, you kind of have to be in it and understand it to appreciate it for the most part. Well, and that's why I, I don't pretend to know to know the sport. Like mm-hmm. I'm not an expert of it, and I enjoy talking to you about it because you actually can help me enjoy watching a UFC fight. And maybe some of our regular listeners here, if you've never given it a shot, I mean, it's, it's one hell of a sport and the technical aspect of it is amazing. And you guys blow me away. I just need you to know that. You know what? I heard it uh, first describing football and you know, they, they say football's a game of inches. Well, right. Football's like a chess match is what I hear from the overseas guys who don't understand the game. So there's a lot more to it than you think, but yes, a game of inches. Let's go ahead with that. Well, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the same way. Grappling is the same way. Um, it's, and, it's a chess match? 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you've heard it described as a human chess match. Too, yeah, I am. Sense. I love chess. That makes so much sense. Um, but it's, uh, it's one of those things where the difference between um, your leg positioning a half inch up or down the body or even a quarter inch um, or let's say, you know, you're applying a submission at a 45-degree angle instead of a 47-degree angle. I mean, like, like everything is literally about the details in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So to really appreciate what's going on in an MMA fight when it, um, when it starts getting into a grappling session, is um, it can be overwhelming, you know? Um, but uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Cole is such an, an exciting fighter uh, and people enjoy watching his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because he's so explosive and um, so confident in his Jiu-Jitsu that people watch it and they see the dominance that he's, that, that, you know, that he's, that he's presenting. And uh-huh. even if they're not, um, you know, even if they're, they're not a, a practitioner of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or they don't know, know the game that well, they can see what he's doing and appreciate it because he's making sweeps and submissions look easy, you know, oh, when yeah. in fact, like yeah. he'll be the first to tell you, man, everything's a fight. Everything's a fight, you know, sweeping a guy is a fight. Like it, if anybody tells you that you're going to learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and it's going to be easy sweeping or submitting a guy. Right, right. They're lying to you. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, every, everything is, 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 is going to be a fight. So it's a struggle. Yeah. No, but, I understand uh, it. But yeah. So. so so that's going to be a good fight there at, at 173 this weekend. Uh, Robbie Lawler. Oh, yeah. Robbie Lawler. Just, he just fought for the, uh, for the title. Okay. Um, he, um, he lost. Uh, to Johnny Hendricks for the interim title, he feels like he won the fight. He said if it was if the fight was scored on damage, then he would have okay. won. Yeah. Um. I mean, but we, we've been talking about it. It's not always necessarily no, scored on damage. Right? No, it's not. That's okay. a, that's a part of the cri- judging criteria. Uh, right. But it's not the the utmost. Um. But uh. So anyway, basically what we have right now is uh Robbie Lawler, Jake Ellenberger fighting for potentially number one contender spot. Cool. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it should be good. Um, both these guys like to knock people out. They're both aggressive. They both throw hard. And, um, Ellenberger had a bit of a, um, boring fight with Rory McDonald. Uh, but I, I think, um, you know, there, there, you, you get into the situation where maybe there's a little bit too much respect for the other guy's game. Mm-hmm. And then neither guy wants to engage because they're afraid of the other one's capabilities. I think that's kind of what we ran into there. But I know um, from what I've read about Jake Ellenberger's uh, mindset right now, he's in a good spot. And, um, you know, I think he feels that he needs to go out and perform and put Johnny Hendricks away. Okay. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, totally understandable. Yeah, uh, cool. I think I think uh, did I just hear somebody at the door? Do we do we have a pizza on the way or something? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no. The larger but... Lords and Sports Show. <laughs> oh, we don't have a pizza on the way. Um, Later. No, no, we do. Um, but we're looking for uh, Cole's looking for the number to call in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah, I got it. It's cool. How did you hear that? Yeah. Here, we're going to get Cole on the line. We'll be right back with the with the with the live show in just a second here. Hang on. We're taking a second to break. Nailed it. That's what you call that. <laughs> Are we on break?
check one, two. Now? Check one, two. Yeah. Now it's on. That's good. We're still here. Cliff Hagerman's in studio with me. Still here. It's Clark Lawrence of the Larcher and Lawrence in Sports Show. Tonight's just moving along smoothly. Started right on time. Yep. Went into a little break because pizza came. And uh, so what's coming up? Well, I think I think we'll go to the phone lines. Does that sound all right? That sounds good to me, man. Um, is this guy calling in or what? Yeah. You know him. Hang on. Here, let me turn the music down a little bit. And uh, we'll go over there to the uh, to the phone lines. Cole Miller. Yes. Are you there, sir? Yes. Nailed it. All right. My, my job is done. Coming from West Palm, right? Not Boca. Yeah, I'm in West Palm this instant, going back down to Boca. Okay, okay. Well, thanks for joining us here on the Larcher and Lawrence's Sports Show, my friend. Uh, I appreciate you being here. You're very welcome. It's always my pleasure. Uh, do you know my Do you know my uh, my partner in the studio tonight is Cliff Hagerman? Al Larcher couldn't make it to the studio, uh, so he won't be joining us tonight, Cole. But uh, oh. Exactly. And now, and now Cole's gone. That's it. He's cutting out. <laughs> no, no Larcher, I'm out. He's got nobody to talk pro wrestling with. I'm sorry. I can talk a little bit of pro wrestling. Not, not oh. you, but it's all right. Man, there's nothing to talk about right now. No, you, you have nothing going on, huh? Dude, it's good to talk to you. It's great to hear your voice, man. I meant, I meant in relation to pro wrestling, there's nothing to talk about. No, there's really not. It's uh, we, but we, CM Punk we, did the uh, the seventh inning stretch the other day. I saw that. There was something to talk about up here in the neighborhood with CM Punk. He was at Wrigley. Uh-huh. Um, Al and I tried to get back into it for uh, to wrestling for WrestleMania, and it didn't work out, Cliff. Uh, no, no. Cole, did you see any of that WrestleMania? Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely saw it. I was excited to watch it. I thought the show went really well. I thought there were some good fights and everything, but then it just fell right off afterwards for me. Yeah, it was, um, what match was it? Taker? I, I forget what match it was that, I mean, no, the, the, where the entire show went, went down. It was like there was so much energy in the building, and then, uh... It was then, when Taker lost, when the streak was over. Oh, no, it was like, it was before that. It was like just past halfway through the show, when after that, there was so much energy in the building, and then after it, it just completely went down. Oh, all right. Yeah, um, I recall. It, there were some good parts of the Cena. It was John Cena and Bray Wyatt, I think. Oh, you didn't dig it, and then Cena ended up pulling out the win at Mania, didn't he? Man, it was the match was horrible. I like that Wyatt guy too, but I don't know. Cena yeah, he, couldn't couldn't sell it. It worked. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, so in, including that match and every match after that, the uh, complete environment of the building changed. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. You know, no it's doubt like, about it. I, I want to get back into pro wrestling because I have such good memories of when I used to watch it, you know? Yeah, but at that point, I think we're all just trying to live in the in the past of it. Yeah, I think so, man. I don't know. I, I've, I've tried. I, I have tried to, like, get back into it. I just I haven't been able to yet, but I'm still holding. I'm still holding out. That's all right. Cool. Hey, I know you were talking earlier about it. What, what, what was the story with the, the kid who tapped? In, oh, in man. Yeah. Tapped on himself, basically. Yeah. Uh, so we, um, we got this guy. I wish you had his name pulled up, um, Clark. But I got you. Uh, essentially what happened was he felt like he was – this was an amateur fight. And he felt like he was uh, beating this guy up so badly that he stopped, took a knee, and tapped out. Mike Pentango? Yeah. Pentango? Uh, I got a Bleacher Report article okay, about cool. it. Show, showed the fight. I watched it. Yeah, yeah and um, you know they showed this clip on. Um, I think it was Cole. What was it Inside MMA? Yeah, that's what it was. And um, you know everybody is um, real big on this guy saying, "Oh, that's such an honorable thing to do." And like 
that's like that was like no, my not. that was that was like kind of my knee jerk reaction. I was like, oh, like when I read the headline before I watched the video, that was my reaction too. I'm like, well, that's cool. Like, so, like he was beating his opponent so badly that um he was uh you know in fear for this guy's safety, and I'm thinking it was like third round, you know. Two minutes left, and he's full mount, just like pounding this guy's face right. in. Right, and, and, and the ref, and no, wasn't and the ref it. isn't stopping right. it. Nothing like that. And then I watched the uh, the highlights, and even the highlights from it, like he he caught him with a couple clean shots, but uh, it was only it was what like two minutes into the first round, or two and a half minutes into the first round, and and apparently well, he, like look, he was beating the guy's ass. No, I that I agree. It, 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 wasn't, it, it wasn't like. Oh my God! This guy's gonna have swelling on the brain. His orbital's broken. He's going to the emergency room. There was none of that going on. Right, right. The the referee, I, I think, was in the right by not calling the fight at the time. Is what yeah, I yeah. There was no there was no What's fight to call. It was the guy. The guy was clearly not as good as the, the other guy, and that's the way it is. Get in there, you get your ass whooped, you win or you lose, and that's it. Well, what, what do you think, Cole? I mean, why, why would a I, – I know these guys are amateurs and whatnot, but why would a, why would a guy do that? What, what is that? I don't know, man. Like, uh, I feel like maybe this guy thought he was having a show of mercy and compassion by tapping out, but it was the first round. Like, this guy could yeah. have came back and, and, and beat your ass in second. You know, it was clearly he was not as uh, – it was clear he wasn't as polished as the guy that was winning, and he was right. Like, getting beat up a good bit, but it, it, he was, his safety was not in danger. And uh, he was still in the fight. He was still walking forward, biting down on his mouthpiece, and, and uh, that's what you signed up for. And he wanted to say, like, question. oh, we're, we're amateurs. We're not getting paid. Well, then stay out. Stay out okay. of the ring. I don't want to see you fight. And that, that guy's like, oh, we're amateurs, and that's why he'll never be a high-level pro. It's for amateur behavior, like the, 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 one that, the stuff that he exhibited. Man. Okay. Man. All right. Well, I think it goes without saying, but like, some I, I, sportsmanship. I, I think. But, I think. But that's I, not what we see here. I think we all know what like what your response will be. But if that happened to you, I'm not saying you were the guy that, that that tapped out because you were beating you know beating your opponent so badly. But let's say one of your opponents did that to you. How would you feel? I mean, it's not a win oh, in my book. It, oh, oh, were you asking Cole? Infuriated. If yeah. I would be infuriated. Wouldn't you want to fight him like right away again? Like just yeah, done. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's a move. I think it's a move to get uh, YouTube hits. I, I think it's a move to get us on this podcast talking about We're it. Talking about we him know, now. We know this kid's name right now. We we know his name. I don't know it, his it's, name. Amateur. That's what I, I only know it because Cliff just asked me to look it up. So I looked it up. It, it's there. You're right. He, we know this. It, he's an amateur. You're right. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Cliff, you did show me the video. We, we were watching. We were looking this kid up a little bit earlier. And apparently he had had a fight, the one before, where he uh, kicked the guy in the head. And the dude was in, in some serious trouble. Yeah. You know, actually, um, I was on uh, it's my favorite website, MMA.TV. Um, favorite ever? Uh, probably if okay. you don't want to have an app for it on my phone. Oh, wow. You know? All right. Good. Um, but, uh, I don't post a whole lot there, but I'm always there like reading and checking out the news. Like that's probably the first thing I do in the morning. But, um, uh, the, uh, this guy, uh, posted a thread about this amateur fight and, and what happened. And he is friends or training partners with the, with the kid. Okay. Tapped out. Yeah. And he said, apparently what happened was in his last fight or the fight before this one, he, um, KO'd this kid uh, with a head kick really badly, and um, where the guy had to get taken out on a stretcher, like he was down for four or five minutes before he before he regained consciousness. I don't know. Um, I watched it, and I mean, I, I like really the only the only feeling that I had was wow, that was a that was a that was a pretty clean KO. You know, that was awesome. But um, well, look, appar- apparently, this guy says that that that, that kind of messed with his wiring a little bit. What was that, Cole? If you're too good, if you think that you're too good to be fighting amateur, quit fighting amateur. That's a great point. There you go. That's a great like, point. Like Move if, on. If you're, if you're in there head kicking dudes and sending them to the ER and uh, feeling guilty for, um, you know, putting people's uh, for what you feel is putting people's lives in danger, or their bodies 
you know, at too much risk to not be getting paid for it, then quit not getting paid for it and step your game up and go fight some other people and get paid, you know. The people that do take it serious, that are more polished, that do have more technique. But to me, as a fighter, I think that guy just looks like an idiot. Wow. Yeah, fair enough. I'm there. Cole, obviously, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Conor McGregor. I want to talk to you a little bit about the upcoming fight with him. Um, UFC's first event in Ireland since 2009 at UFC Fight Night 46. Um, I, I, got, I got an article pulled up here from MMAfighting.com where McGregor is quoted as saying, as soon as that man steps off of the plane, he is stepping onto a battlefield. He knows it. I know it. He opened his mouth. I didn't give a shit about him then. Nobody in the UFC gave a shit ton about him. 18 fights in the UFC or 17, I don't know. And then he just keeps on talking shit. And that's Conor McGregor. Oh, You're going. I was, on, I was on the line. I heard, I heard every little bit of it. That was, that, was that, that conversation you guys had. Man, yeah. uh, tell me about this fight coming up, brother. Well, it's uh, obviously me versus uh, you know a guy that obviously thinks a lot of himself. And, uh, you know, it's uh, July 19th, me versus him. You know, two guys going in, one guy's coming out. It's, it's pretty simple. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I caught an interview with him that I was reading earlier today. Uh, he's already talking about uh, who, who's, who's on deck for the next fight. Uh, that's, that's what I saw. And it, I don't know. Yeah, but he, he, was, he was doing that with his last opponent. He was doing that with his opponent that he fought in the UFC. This guy... Uh, I think he needs to quit worrying about gold belts and start worrying about Blackwoods, you know, because he's got the most dangerous grappler that he's ever faced and will ever face for his next fight. Oh, man. Let me uh, – I want to ask you this. Um, obviously, you're confident that you're going to win. Um, you're confident in what you do. What is – what does – what does he bring to the table that – um, maybe not necessarily concerns you, but but that is on your radar. What does he do well? Uh, well, I'm not sure it's that he does it well, as that he does some things that people really haven't seen. He's uh, he changes stances um, and his angles and things like that a lot as a southpaw, and uh, you know he'll he'll fight conventional. Uh, I don't mean orthodox. I mean with a conventional. Uh, striking stance, and then he'll turn sideways like a traditional martial artist would to uh, make himself a smaller tar- target to where he can't be hit. But, you know, he limits his uh, boxing from there, but he has uh, decent little side kicks and uh, hook kicks and some other techniques that you might see in uh, taekwondo or karate or some things like that. So he kind of changes how he fights a lot, which can make it hard to uh, get timing on someone and some things like that. Do you think do you think that that that's a problem that some of these other guys have had with him? I know he's only had two two fights in the UFC, um, but uh, do you think do you think that like that that's what gave these other guys problems with his striking? Yeah, I think that that's that's definitely what gave people some problems because they were they're trying to hone in on you know whatever his stance is and get their timing down and things like that, but he's constantly changing the angle. Um, and the distance at which he fights, which makes it hard for the opponent to get the distance and the timing down. Mm. Well, I that's think... What, uh, that's what I gather from watching it. So, w- last question um, about about Connor's old opponents. Um, you had said before that uh, he wasn't able to put away a relatively inexperienced fighter in Max Holloway, right? Right. Um, do you think, like, like knowing now that he had a knee injury, do you think that that, has, that that is what had an effect on it, or do you think that he just wasn't oh, opening up? I don't want to hear about his knee injury. You know, we've all, we've all gotten injuries in the cage, broken hands. Uh, you know, I've, I've broken my hand before, and I don't shake my hand out like a little bitch like these guys do. I go and I punch harder with it to take wow. the guy out. That's the yeah. way it is. So these guys yeah. that want to say, oh, my knee hurts. Well, you know what? I've torn my knee too. And I went and I submitted the guy, you know, with my legs. 
So I don't want to hear about, oh, I, I hurt my knee in the third round, the third round of the fight. Well, what happened in those first two rounds? <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what were you doing? Wait until the third round to finish them? I don't want to hear it, you know? So, I'm no, I don't, think that his, I don't think that his knee injury uh, prevented him from finishing the fight. I don't think that he was going to finish the fight. And I don't I'm think him, he was going to finish the fight on July 19th. There you go. I, I, I have full confidence. Uh, is the fight going to air live here? Is it going to be uh, on, on tape delay on Fox Sports 1? How, how, how am I going to be able I, to watch it? Go to the uh, UFC.com, the event page. I believe it's a Fight Pass event, so that I think that, that means it's going to be live. Um, you'll probably be able to rewatch it again um, you know, at, at a later time or something like that. But just go to the uh, UFC.com page for the uh, event information, and it'll have everything you need right there. Right. You're telling me to learn how to use the Internet. <laughs> Google card. <laughs> Google that. Try to Google. Watch Cole Miller. Just big letters. That's all I got to do. Uh, Cole, I, I know that uh, you said, uh, you, you told him, you've been slower than everybody you fought. I'd like to, just the next time you're in Chicago, I want to volunteer my partner, Al Archer, to step into a cage with you. If you, if you want a guy slower than you, it's him. I mean, I'm should, slower than you as well. We should, we should do a, uh, a video podcast of me sparring with uh, Larcher. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I'm speaking for, for Al, but, yeah, I think that's a great okay, idea. Okay, Cole Miller, uh, Cole, uh, Cliff is here, and he agrees. I agree. Uh, he, he speaks on behalf of him, so when you're in town, we'll get a video podcast going of Chicago Fight Night 16. <laughs> I don't have a number. That's it. <laughs> Cole, thanks, man. I appreciate you joining us tonight. No problem. Hey, man, uh, one last question, Cole. Fight. It's five rounds. Yes or no answer. That plays into your favor or no? Definitely plays into my favor. Um, and okay. You know, um, I, I think that I think that I've shown that I can go the distance. You know, I've done it several times. Um, and uh, I feel like as the fight goes on, I'm just going to be getting stronger. Uh, I'm doing a lot of uh, triathlon this year and uh, working on a lot of high volume, high output to make sure that if the fight does go uh, five rounds instead of one which is what I want it to do, um, that I will be prepared and that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be picking up, uh, picking up strength the longer that it goes. Um, uh, speaking of which, you, uh, are you planning on doing the, the triathlon that's up here in Chicago? What's the date on that? I think, I think that's it's, uh, too close to the fight. but it, Yeah, I think it's like the week after or something like that. Let's hope yeah, you're healthy I'm enough the, to do it. I would, huh? I, would have to, I would have to qualify for that too, so... That's like the, the ITU uh, Olympic um, World Championships, and uh, I'm not going to be entering any races that are even qualifiers for that right now, so probably won't be there for that one. Okay. All right. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, last question. Um, give me a prediction. Round and uh, method. Man, that's not, I, I, don't, I don't like to do that. I, I hate <laughs> predictions. I, I've always said that only, uh, only two types of people predict the future, time travelers and fools. And I'm not either one of them, so I'm not having it. All right, fair enough. Cole, we appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. At Cole Miller ATT on the old Twitter. Catch him in his fight July 19th. Thanks, brother. All right. Thanks, guys. Doors closing. Look at that. Look at it. That was Cole Miller. That was it. American Top Team, I appreciated him being here. I appreciate you being here, uh, Cliff. I'm Thank you really so much, happy man. to be here. You know, Dude, I uh, I really enjoyed hanging out. It, uh, you're you're on the Larcher and Lawrence and Sports podcast. Uh, I am. You are. I don't That's know awesome. if you knew it. You're, you're you're here in the studios. It looks like a dining room. It, it's it is the Larcher and Lawrence and Studios. Al Archer under the weather tonight, but uh, Clark Lawrence here of the Larcher and Lawrence and Sports Show. Cliff, yo, I appreciate you being here. Um, one more time, who do I call, or what do I look up, B- Budin, Budan, Budan Jiu-Jitsu, FonsecaMartialArts.com, or Budan Jiu-Jitsu on Facebook, okay, and, um, yeah, come check it out, you know, if you're not a believer, come on in the front door, ask for Cliff, and, uh, we'll hop on the mat, we'll see what's up, that's right, thanks again, man, hey, uh, You guys, thanks for listening. We do the show weekly. It's a podcast that is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Al and I are pretty Bears heavy. I'll be honest about that. 
and we love our times when we could kind of change it up. We get to do some UFC shows with Cliff, with Cole, and that kind of stuff goes well. We'll throw a wrestling podcast in there once in a while. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Have a good night on the live show. I'm going to go just a couple minutes of overtime. Thanks so much. Cliff? Hey, thanks a lot for having me, man. We'll do this again uh, after Cole is victorious in Dublin, huh? Yeah, there you go. And then it'll be able to be in studio. Oh, yeah. We'll see if we can, uh, if, 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 he could, if he could stop by town afterwards, we'll, no, yeah, he's we'll come coming, on in. He's coming here from Dublin, so we'll okay, figure cool. it out. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's see what we can do with that. That'd be awesome. Al, I hope you're feeling better, my friend. Hey, Randy Travis. Hey, miss you, Al. Be sure and be listen sure to the morning, the morning Show with show. Big, Al, Big Al, your pal, your pal on your country your alternative, alternative 98.5 WACL. Cliff, there's not going to be an overtime tonight. I enjoyed the time that I had with you live. Man, I always love being here. Thanks a lot, brother. All right, take it easy. This is a Ricky Ricardo production.